0: This is David Poland, and this is the audio podcast version of DP30. depending on the state? Every state has a different role about recording people, yeah. Wow. Today, Nina Arianda, who plays Vivian Vance in the new film Being the Ricardos. Well, uh, tricky, yeah. Yes. It's a tricky world. It is a tricky world. So how are you? Good, I'm good. Are you enjoying the, uh, the mania of uh, getting this movie out into the world, or does it feel like mania to you?
1: I mean, it's it's a bit of mania for me personally, um, but I'm happy that it's out. I'm happy people get to see it um, so that there's joy in that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, one of the things that's striking to me is that uh, you're a kid. (laughs) You're very young. Oh, God. Thank you so much. You've worked so much in such a short period of time. It's kind of remarkable. Thank you. Well, thank you. You're good work. I mean, you rolled out, of, it seems like you rolled out of, of university onto Broadway, like 20 seconds later.
1: I did. I, I had a moment there where I was a hostess uh, and auditioning and then, yeah, and then I got the, I got the
0: gig. What was it that got you into the idea of acting in the first place? Were you a, a child actor or were you around the house, or did you?
1: No, it was actually, um, so I'm Ukrainian-American and it was very important to my parents that I spoke Ukrainian. Mm -hmm. So that's all we spoke in the house. Um, And my mother was an English professor at that point. So, you know, when it came time to school, um, I only had my Jersey neighbors and Sesame Street as my English guides. And I guess my mom saw that I took make believe very seriously. And she's like, what are we going to do? She got to go to school. So she signed me up for a children's theater class. And I was like, it was a done deal. I mean, it was all systems to go after that
0: for me. So you just connected with having an audience watching you or the whole process?
1: I I enjoyed at that point, I enjoyed the process. But the first time that I felt an audience, I was very, very young. And it was at a Ukrainian um, concert. And I was three and they asked me to do a poem and my mother was very anti that sort of like that, 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 you know, so we spent a lot of time. I remember really trying to understand what is what it is that I was saying. And of course, it being my mother, she gave me like a very patriotic uh, poem at three. And it was still the first wave of Ukrainians that were there. And I remember being up there and doing it. And the front row uh, was crying. And then everyone started applauding at the end. And I was completely overwhelmed by that. And we practiced curtsying and there's actually a video of this. I get so into the curtsying that it goes from just the skirt being here to the skirt being literally above my head. Cause I can't get over like just how much they appreciated it. Mm. And then they had to take me off stage mid curtsy, but. <laughs> So I, I think that was just seeing what I did affected somebody
0: mm. meant a lot to me. So by the time you got to NYU, did you, were you ambitious Were you? Was it about, I'm going to have this career or was it that you just loved doing it and you wanted to keep on exploring or.
1: Yeah. I mean, to me, I just want to keep working. That's what I've always wanted. And that's, that's, that's what it's all about for me. So ambitious, sure. But ambitious to work,
0: you know? Right. Yeah. So when, when, I mean your start on Broadway was like two times exciting. It was kind of it seems like overwhelmingly positive experience. Did you do do you have a sense that the world was gonna that was your world from then on, or you were always gonna be a Tony nominee and and Tony winner that
1: No, that I, I think I think for me I'm still learning how to not be overwhelmed by that. You know, it's like because you get something and then you go, Oh my God, I have to do this again. You know, and then once you take that pressure off yourself, um, you learn how to start having fun again. But I think initially having the accolades or the awards kind of freaked me out a bit because I am such a perfectionist and I don't want to disappoint. So, Mm
0: -hmm. yeah,
1: I had to get over that wave to kind of start enjoying again.
0: And did you get dragged kicking and screaming into television and film or did you? I did. I did actually.
1: Yes. Yeah. I was like, I'm never going to be able to buy my mother a dishwasher if. (laughs) I do theater, um, so I, I, I wanted her to have a dishwasher.
0: And was the adjustment hard for you, or does it come easily?
1: No, I think, you know, it. it's, I think it's more challenging. It's a different challenge in itself, because it's just a totally different focus. Um, you know, in theater for me, the, the, I've never been more exhausted than doing a 90-minute play. You know, I could work an 18-hour day, and nothing compares to, that, the, that 90 minute adrenaline that you feel. Mm. But your focus has to be completely different because you have to perform, you know, the whole hurry up and wait is very real. So how do you keep that focus throughout the day? I'm still learning, but it's, it was just an interesting kind of, an, uh, that was the biggest adjustment that I saw It's, you
0: know. Do you like working that way? I mean, do you like the, the film experience where you're everything's broken up and it's not in order and it's all that kind of stuff? I,
1: listen, theater is my church. So, So. you know, yeah. Uh, But I do like it because it feels, it feels almost like a mystery in a way. If if you look at it like that, you know, you don't know what, you know, you have to figure out the order, piece everything together and still be able to string, you know, the, the emotional journey, however, it's broken up. Um, It's, it's in a, that's, that's very hard, but it's, it's really fun. And when you get to disappear, in that setting, it's very rewarding.
0: Do you feel like, I mean, it, I, I find it's always surprising that people who work, there are a lot of actors who are well-loved and have done a lot of things, got a lot of attention, and they still feel like they're jobbing actors and that they're not really in control of their careers because they're kind of taking the jobs that are available and you know, it's, there's just not that big a, a list. Is mm-hmm. that the case with you as well? Or do you feel like you're making decisions more in your work?
1: I think it's a bit of both. I mean, you have to eat, right? But I mean, you'd love to buy your groceries with something that really got you good. So right. um, I think it's a mix. But I feel very fortunate that I have been, in a way, been able to pick things—they're um, not thrown at me—but I could say, "Oh, that's really interesting. I really want to pursue right. that."
0: Better. Yeah. Well, you seem to pick stuff that's—you, your work—you've chosen to work with interesting people. Yeah, some of the scripts are not necessarily the best of their scripts or their best of their films, but you've you worked with really interesting directors and really interesting actors along the way.
1: Oh, it's been it's kind of wild, honestly. How many people I've been able to work with and just been near? I mean,
0: it kind of blows my mind. You take a lot away from those experiences, or you? Oh yeah, yeah,
1: definitely. I mean, there's there's things that I've worked on where I'll just beg if I can come on a day to watch somebody. Work, even though I'm not in this scene, just to see what they, especially in, you know, in film and TV where I'm obviously learning every single day that I go on set um, and in theater. I'm not, I don't know everything about anything, but in film and TV, it's just, it's such a pleasure when I could say the director is cool enough to allow me to come and watch another actor, um, you know, and watch their process.
0: So did you get a call for Ricardos or did you actually audition?
1: Oh no, I auditioned and I auditioned during the the height of the pandemic and I had to put myself on tape, obviously. And and not so good at that. So I kind of gathered my finest gal pals with tech savvy abilities. And they came over and lit me up like a Christmas tree and set up a camera and helped me out, which was great. I wouldn't have been able to do it without them, basically.
0: Did you have a script or just sides of some kind?
1: I uh, no, I had the script. I had the script That's as well. Script.
0: Yeah. So were you in love with doing Vivance Vance from the beginning? Was that something that was like, oh, this is.
1: Yeah, I was actually, I think. Well, first of all, to be so honored to even be asked to, to play Vivian Vance, uh, I was such a fan of I Love Lucy, so it was really creepy and scary for me. Not creepy, but you know what I mean? I was like, oh, no, 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 this is scary. Uh, which sometimes is why I do things, and then I regret it after, but I usually do things because they scare me. Um, Yeah, and uh, I I really loved the depth that was in her journey. Um, I found that really, really interesting, this sort of like this silent scream that she has to hold in the entire time um, and put on a face. I just love that sort of public and private um, life that she had in the script.
0: Have you experienced anything like that at this point? Is it, does it feel- Silent nice?
1: screaming daily. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I silent scream regularly.
0: Yeah. Well, just that sense of being like th- that something could catch you. Cause you are, you do, you work a lot. You've done a lot of interesting things, but like you're also a little bit elusive. I gotta say, you know, like something like billions. You didn't get stuck in for the whole run. <laughs> you showed yeah. up, you did interesting work and then you, whoop, I'm out.
1: Yeah. Uh, terrified. Yeah, I think all, I think all actors are to a certain extent, and I think there's also a shared thing among I don't know all actors, but I know quite a few where there's a big fear of getting boxed in in any way, or permanently typecast, or you know. Uh, so that was a real fear that I went into the character with, um, and it happened to her, you know. Right. So.
0: Why would think doing born yesterday is kind of your breakout thing must have been terrifying in that regard? Because
1: to be just to be known as Billy Dawn.
0: To be Billy Dawn is it's a big deal, you know, yeah. and it, it and it, it certainly defines Judy Holiday for a lot for most people. Yeah. So it's uh, it's kind of it, that seems like it would be scary at a young age, too.
1: Yeah, very young, but also like Not even a thought in my mind at that point. I just said to myself, I get to do a Broadway show (laughs) come what may, you know. uh, Yeah, definitely. That didn't cross my mind at that point.
0: So how long did it take before you started figuring those kind of things out? Enough to be afraid of them.
1: uh, I think think when I started getting more work in TV and film.
0: Did people come to you wanting that character or some version of that character early on? Yeah,
1: one time. Yeah. Um for Florence Foster. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, that was kind of it, it was suggested that that would kind of be the influence for the character that uh he had
0: in mind. And did you push off or did you just go with the flow?
1: You know, I I'm I'm big with every character has a different let's say perfume or every character has a different something. So I could I could hint to it but in my mind, it was completely different, you know, cause I kind of gave her a different world, a different scent, a different, different pair of underwear, you know, and a different pair of shoes. So.
0: I think Frears likes to be pushed too. Sure. <laughs> That's not your experience. I was just having this conversation the other day with somebody who works with him a lot. And was like, interesting, always interesting. Oh yeah. Oh.
1: My favorite thing he used to say is after, after a take, he'd look at the crew and the cast and go, what was wrong with that? And then, it's how we would, and then if everyone said, no, we're good, you know, camera's happy, everyone's happy, then they move on. But I just love that phrase of, okay, what was wrong with that? What was wrong with that?
0: Well, I was, I was saying that he, he's known of directors who do always kind of, he always says what he thinks he to be thinking, but you're never quite sure that that's really what he's thinking.
1: That's experience yeah, what I mean, with him. I, don't, I didn't ask many questions, um, probably because I was just afraid to, but when I did, I got a very blunt answer that really kind of got me exactly where I needed to be, and it was very helpful.
0: Mm. So Aaron is both your writer and your director in this case. Yeah. Is that a different kind of relationship when you have questions or things you want to explore with?
1: I mean, the buck stops there, so it's kind of great. I mean, you have anything you kind of need to know, you could ask him. Um, and, you know, you're also asking about somebody's soul process in it. So you could really get as much as you need to. Um, but again, I, we moved so quickly that I didn't really have a chance to ask a lot of questions, which is good.
0: So did you just basically go with the script as opposed to, I mean, you obviously done the research by living and watching I Love Lucy, but right? In terms of the rest of her life, did you just kind of go with what the script had and play what's in the on the page?
1: Definitely. Yeah. I think that's kind of, for me, that's the way I, I try to treat things. I don't really need to know a lot more information unless it serves the storyline. I find that not to be really helpful because you can't, if you, you know, how could you possibly know what was gonna happen later in Vivian Vance's life if you're only in that one week of her life? So, right. um, but that being said, her past was crucial to understanding where she was in that moment. So that, that was the research was
0: more in her past. So you're not, research is not your top thing in, as an actor.
1: Oh, I'm a Virgo, sir. I research the hell out of things. Okay. Uh, but it's, I throw most of it away because it doesn't serve what I'm doing. I'll know it, but I don't use it because it's not helpful.
0: Hmm. So what's your favorite part of it? Of what? Of acting.
1: Disappearing.
0: So it's that those, just those moments when you're on the stage and you're, Yes. The character.
1: Yeah, it's that sickness that I think a lot of actors have, which is you feel more like yourself when you're playing somebody else. And so for those moments, I get to be my best self and in uh, different versions. So that's my comfort zone to a certain extent.
0: Hmm. So do you like rehearsal?
1: Yes. Oh, I love rehearsal. I love rehearsal uh, so much because I'm the type of person that, like, you'll do it, you'll do it. And then once you got it, then you can play. You know what I mean? Then it's like, I love actors that are like, you know, I'm going to just do my version of Shakespeare. I'm like, um, mildly disrespectful because how about this? How about, you know, pentameter so well? How about you understand, you know, what a feminine ending is completely? Then you make it your own, but you have the bones So I kind of, I love rehearsal for that same reason is you do it, you do it, and then you fly.
0: You get to do that very often in, in film and television.
1: I mean, I pay someone to run lines with me. That's for sure. And I, you know, so yeah. yeah.
0: But there's usually not a lot of time.
1: There's no time. There's no, there's time. no time. My weekends, no, no, but my weekends are spent with, with, uh, you know, somebody lovely in their twenties who will sit with me patiently And allow me to curse every now and then when I miss a line and we just play.
0: (laughs) So is it, is, is this work, everything that you thought it was going to be when you were a teenager and 20, something getting into college? Yeah.
1: No, Mm -mm. I think, I think it's that thing of just growing up and it's your responsibility. The older you get to keep the magic alive for yourself. I mean, I think that's universal to a certain extent, but certainly in this, you know, because you mean, I loved the days before HD, you know, that's just the way I am. I love not knowing things and everything being magic or I don't need to see your pores. You know what I mean? It was just it was just a kind of a a simpler time when I kind of fell in love with this. And now, you know, everyone wants to see everything and know everything and be on top of everything. And uh, yeah. I don't. So for me, it's kind of important. It's a, it's a practice. It's a muscle you have to kind of keep working at to keep yourself in the spirit of fun in the spirit of play.
0: Are you, do you watch a lot of old movies and television and stuff? Is that part of your, your diet of content?
1: Uh, I would say I used to watch more, um, uh, not so much now. I mean, I still definitely older TV. I still really enjoy. I'll watch the honeymooners every year. I'll watch. Uh, I still watch. I love Lucy whenever it's on. Um,
0: it's very different seeing it on a giant screen. Yeah. I mean, I remember as a kid watching it on a, like a 13 inch screen, which was decent size back then. And right now it's like so big. <laughs> it's I know. And
1: talk about like a hot performance on that big of a screen. Yeah.
0: yeah. It's a very different energy.
1: It really is, yeah.
0: So, what is? Who is your favorite? Do you have a favorite actor from growing up? Was there somebody who you idolized or wanted to be like?
1: Uh, definitely Meryl Streep. Um, uh, Maggie Smith was a big one for me. Jeez, um, like just yeah. So I mean, so honestly, so many. People, Cape Lanchette, I'm a huge fan of her work um, and her choices and her, and her, her layers. Um,
0: it just feels infinite. So that's really, you want to, you want to do everything? Yes. You're, you don't want to be limited to anything?
1: Here's the thing I don't think I should do, or if I did it, there should be a film about me doing it, which is an action movie. I think it would be incredible if there was a movie made about me attempting to do like a Marvel movie.
0: Would that be hard for you?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Why? I don't I don't know. I I have such admiration for people that can do it. I'll have friends who are like, you know, doing some big action movie. They'll send me a clip and I just respond to them with me mimicking what they're doing, you know in my living room. And I'm like, it's never going to, this, it's never going to happen. Watch. I say that. And then I do it.
0: Well, is it because there's not enough richness to the, to the, you know, something other than the explosions or. (laughs) is It's
1: more the, it's the green screen. It's okay. Cut. Let's run again. You're out of breath. Can we go right in the middle of you being out of breath here? I don't know if I'm built for that and it scares me. Interesting. I think I'm speaking from fear right now. It sounds like you need to do it. I think so.
0: I think that's like your next thing. Oh,
1: God. Oh, no. All from,
0: right. From I... Your lips to God's ears. I, it's funny because actually it's been interesting watching Marvel's kind of evolution and their television work, actually, which is much more like old fashioned television in a way. It's not as right. much PG. It's not as much, you know, explosion, many explosions. It's really much more character work. Right. Because they can't afford to spend the kind of money they spend on the movies.
1: Yeah.
0: It makes for interesting shows
1: definitely yeah definitely i haven't seen many is it mostly on disney plus that's the
0: one i don't have it's now most yeah well they did they were doing some on abc which were not very good unfortunately but mm-hmm. um even though there were some very fine actors on there um but uh yeah the stuff on, Mar- on DC, uh, now at disney plus is kind of like this extension of the universe right like it were so you're having all the and these kind of things that are more complicated like hawkeye just was they did a they did six episodes. So oh, it's a little wow. more like British television. It's a limited range. Yeah. And it's about building character. And you're, one of the characters is brand new. Um, and so it was just interesting to watch how they do it. Right. I think, because to me, that's one of the, you know, one of the, when you find a movie that is in that IP universe and actually is emotionally interesting, it's really right. amazing <laughs> to me always so shocking. Oh, yeah.
1: Me. I mean, I'm I love Batman. Like I'm a big Batman person. I don't know what it is. I just I I dig him.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, he's coming so, on I'm March 4th. There's a big that's the and that'll be darker and richer and definitely more emotional. Yeah. Than any of the other Batman movies. So yeah. Your your movie can finally be here. I know. Maybe you'll be in the Batman part two. It's on the horizon. It's on the horizon. I see it coming. <laughs> <laughs> And how much is, how big is the director in your decision-making in terms of what you want to be doing?
1: I don't think I can be that picky. And I just kind of take every experience and, and it's, it really, it's all an education. Um, Are you like wanting to
0: work with this person? Obviously there are people you're interested in working with, but is there like, I need, I want to work with that person and get this kind of certain kind of experience out of it? Or is it really the part and the. That drags you in?
1: I think it's really the part that that drags me in. Yeah. And I've been lucky to work with directors that. I hope it makes sense when I say this, that kind of leave me alone. And by that, I mean, they trust the people they hire Mm -hmm. almost to the extent where they don't talk to you. And I'm okay with that. I figure if something's wrong, they'll tell me. But I I've been lucky enough not to work with a lot of people that are micromanagers, which is a real blessing because you really learn more even from not asking questions sometimes. Right.
0: Or from I assume you didn't work from a lot, with a lot of directors who directed from the uh, from the uh, video camp. Is a that, few. A few. Yeah. <laughs> Doing it over the microphone. Yes,
1: especially yes. during COVID, that was weird when our That's director great. had to isolate. And we had him all on the God mic the entire time. It was very strange.
0: I always remember going to a set many years ago with Burt Reynolds, who was kind of a cranky man. And uh, the director directed from the next room over. Oh, and it was wow. like, he could have just walked to 10 feet and talked to the guy. Was it just, that was his thing or he was afraid of Burt? I think he was, I think was a little bit of a jerk and a little bit mm-hmm. of this is his thing. He was just, you know, like his ego it was about his ego. I think as much as anything else. And oh. He was, he's not a very good director. I mean, he's a, he made beautiful pictures. That was the, uh, you know, he was one of these guys who was a uh, an advertising guy. Yeah. Who kind of uh, should probably have not been doing it and, and isn't really doing it very much anymore. Oddly yeah. enough. Right. <laughs> it's funny how they go away when they don't, you know,
1: when their ego rules, rules, their practice,
0: they're good for a while and then it all goes downhill. It's all right. Over.
1: Right. Do you have
0: aspirations at this point, do you have like the next thing you want to do. Or do you, are you just, what's going to happen in the horizon? The script's going to come and you're going to go, oh, that's interesting.
1: Um, There's definitely that. Yes, I'm, I'm hoping for very cool things to come my way. Um, I'm hoping to uh, write a little more. I've kind of been, um. You know, I, I was in L.A. this whole time. I finally came back to the East Coast. So I have a little time now where I can, you know, pull out my notebooks and, and kind of look at stuff again. Yeah. And, and start thinking about branching out and hopefully hmm. shadow directors and learn more about that. And
0: that'd be great. Your aspirations are beyond just, just quote unquote, acting. Just, yeah, just.
1: Uh, yes. Yeah, they are.
0: Well, that's exciting. Yeah. Are you intimidated by it? At it by, are you intimidated by it? Or are you just kind of figure you'll figure that out like you've figured out other things in your life? No, no, no,
1: no, 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 <laughs> no. It's, it's. I mean, most answers is just fear, fear driven. Yeah, terrified, mm. but it's exciting. And if you rest, you rust. So like, let's learn something new and, and see if it, if it works.
0: So do you examine your performances after you do them? You watch yourself?
1: You know, I do, but I have a very weird process with that. I have to be by myself or with somebody that I completely trust. Um, I usually wear a hooded sweatshirt, so I'll go completely. I just kind of cocoon myself um, and I have to see it once to just get that over with because it's. I'm watching myself. I can't get past everything. And then it's about a week of deep self-criticism. Um, questioning life choices. Then you watch it again and you hopefully, after that week of just, uh, you get over yourself and you get to watch the film and
0: watch the character. So how many times have you seen the Ricardos? Three times. Mm. And it got easier each time?
1: Yes, it
0: did. Do you you ever get to a point where you're like, self-praising? No, no, no,
1: no, no. No, I I think that's, I don't know if I'll ever be able to get to a point where I'm like, nailed it, you know? I just don't think that's in me. I think the best I could do is like, that was all right.
0: So what is, of the moments in this movie, is there one where you feel particularly, relatively good?
1: You know what I felt good about was uh, the black and white when uh, J.K. and I fell off the, mm-hmm. uh, the bench. I thought that was nice.
0: So your moments where you're dealing with not wearing the right dress or, or trying to uh, support Lucy in the, uh, not those aren't that. I mean, I the could,
1: could I have done better? Always, yeah. Was it beautifully shot? Of course. Beautifully written, yes. So if I could go back, I, there's never, I've never seen anything go, God, if I could just, if I could just go back real quick and just it
0: takes me a while to go back. back. Oh yeah. And in the theater, I guess you get the chance to do it every night. Yes. Yeah. It's the ever evolving thing.
1: Mm-hmm. I think it's really important not to ever talk about a cocooning effect. When you do theater, you, I, I'm a strong believer in not reading anything, not talking to people a lot of the time because it really messes with you. At the end, get the reviews, you know, if you want, but during it's like, you know, when you, if you read something you're like, I love when she put her hand like this, and then you get on stage that night and you're like, oh, I, this is the, you know, so it kills it. Yeah. It takes you completely out of yourself.
0: So you do read reviews eventually? Eventually. And have you ever had anything that actually helped you as an actor that you read?
1: Uh, no i mean if it's no if it's nice i'm like oh, i have to do that again okay i'll make sure i do that again you know you go through that thing um and the bad stuff it's like what am what can i do it's done you
0: seem to like to mix it up so it doesn't i mean it doesn't it's not like you're going to do the same performance again somewhere no else.
1: i hope not that's boring right
0: And are you, are you conscious of that? If you get a role where it feels a little like the role you had two movies ago, you go, okay, I'm going to figure out how to switch this up. Is that part of your thinking? Definitely.
1: Yeah. That goes back to like, you know, a different perfume or a different this, or um, you know, I've done a couple of Slavic parts and it was super important for me to understand what region this person was from. So I'll go really specific into that. And that makes it very different for me. And at the end of the day, you are playing different people. So you owe it to them.
0: the the conversation about the accents is always fascinating. Yeah. Because it it pisses people off so much. And I'm like, you know, every filmmaker has a different take on what to do about it, but it's it's a hard one. Yeah. Javier was walking through, I think with uh, Colbert, his accent, what the difference between a Cuban accent and a Spanish accent was, and I was like, okay. (laughs) Yeah. And there's still people angry about it, I'm sure. Because people like to be angry about everything these days. I think so. I think that's a trend. Yeah. (laughs) So what do you, when you're done with a movie and it's out, you've now Mm -hmm. seen it three times. You've now seen it with an audience, I guess. Um, Do you, is it over for you? Are you now moving on to the next thing in your life and kind of putting this in the rear view? Do you carry some of Vivian Vance with you for the next year or two or?
1: Um,
0: I, no.
1: No, I I don't I don't want to. I'm very happy she let me visit. It was a great honor and she lives in that space um in the film and with the costumes and with that um and and I yeah, you have to. I think that's a way of also kind of stepping away from a character as you look what's next. For me, my focus was on putting garlands up uh yesterday. So that's where I put my focus was decorating
0: slightly <laughs> And did you do trying that? to have
1: Christmas cheer of some kind this year. <laughs> I'm trying so hard
0: with this little Christmas tree because it's like I'm, I'm Jewish and my wife's not. Yeah. And so, but we have a fake Christmas tree that she had. And it's like there's always that decision whether to get the real tree or to use the fake tree.
1: I know. And I just got my first adult Christmas tree this year. And I did get a fake one because I'm, what am I going to do? Haul it to the curb. I mean, I can't, or, you know, it's too much. One year I will, but no, no, this, this one
0: it's up. It's pretty. It's a winner. It's a winner. One. And then you can put it in the garage for 10 months or 11 months. Little Douglas fir never hurt anyone. (laughs) So you did well. See, you're, you're congratulating yourself on your tree.
1: I am that. No, no, that'll do. I'll do. I'll tell you I'll that, you know, fixing things. I'll congratulate myself. Um, I'm pretty good at packing. I think that's the only other thing I have going for me. I can really pack a bag. Well, like I'm good <laughs> at spatial, you know, like a trunk. I'm your, I'm your gal for that. Uh, and then I'll, I'll, I'll aggressively congratulate myself on that, but that's pretty much it.
0: So you yeah. can put that in the bottom of your uh, resume, the skill, the special skills,
1: right? Packing. Yeah. Right. Packing.
0: Hacking. no roller skating i'm guessing
1: mm, that's a liability no 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 i don't think so i did as a child have kickball for some reason on my special skills i don't know why kickball was there but it was there so i, I apparently was great at kickball i don't think so wow
0: well, yeah no, I, I guess nobody would see your picture and resume like that ever now so it's not gonna but it'd be very funny if it was on there
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I say we put it on. I'm going to call my agent and be like, let's do this. Let's I, I
0: think it should be day. the center of the Oscar campaign for you myself. I think, yeah. you know, Amazon Studios presents the greatest kickballer ever to play Vivian Vance. That's right. Any movie ever. Yeah. And I think you got it. That's undeniably true, though. <laughs> right. It is pretty undeniable. Yeah. It could actually be a new category of Oscar. It could be like hundred percent. the special Oscar for kickball let's engaged. get more, more Oscars, more, more categories, more stuff. Well, you know, the Emmys are now up to like almost 200 awards. That's incredible. It's quite amazing. Yeah. Keep on expanding and expanding and expanding. Like yeah. they added another five or six this year. That's great. Because they just need more. Yeah. More airtime. Keep it going. I'm in. Right. Well, I think they do like 12 awards on the air, but then they have like 180 they do on a separate show. That's right. So, well, I'm, I, I hope that you will get the opportunity to spend the time. Well, I guess you, you've already got the uh, T, so you, the, the E you don't have yet, right? No. The, the, the E, the O, and the uh, G. Yes. And you do sing, don't you?
1: I used to, I don't sing that much,
0: but okay. we have to figure out the G. The, the G will be the hardest one? I think so. Okay, we well, you've got a jazzy voice.
1: Let me narrate you know, a sultry children's book. I don't know. What do I do? Right.
0: <laughs> a sultry children's book. Sure. That's sure. The best kind. <laughs>
1: yeah. Inappropriate, but intriguing to some, I don't know. It's odd.
0: Yes. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Your, the, the work is I think remarkable. I actually think the all four actors in this are, are quite something. Thank um, you. And uh, I love you all. Actually, you're the only person I haven't spent time with before, so I'm actually uh, very happy to do so.
1: Likewise, this is fun.
0: I, uh, yeah, it's always fun to see all, all of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even JT. Absolutely. Or uh, JK. JK. I'm changing his name right now. Do it. Uh, yeah, and I'm we'll gonna go back and listen a to a score from uh, Guys and Dolls and- Yeah. Enjoy him some more. Yeah. Anyway, congratulations on your tree. Thank you, and your uh, other stuff in your house, and uh, being on the East Coast, which is lovely this thank time you. of year. Yep. why would you want to be here? It's, eh. I don't
1: know. It's not for me.
0: It's not your place. Well, that's understandable. Yeah, I've been leaving Los Angeles ever since I got here, but it's been now been thirty years. So go figure. Anyway, thank you very much. Thank you. Pleasure meeting you. Seeing Likewise. you. Likewise.
1: Bye. Bye. A lot of
0: fun. Bye. Be well. Bye.